Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Terry Skelly, and this is another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, I so enjoy doing these episodes because I get to bring in the coolest people. And what I love about it is how real my speakers are, how real they are to share both the high highs and the low lows. Because I want you to understand that in order to get to that place where you're fiercely brilliant, living your life, you got to navigate sometimes some messy stuff. And primary to what we have to navigate very often is grief. And so I brought a beautiful woman. Okay, I'm going to chop your name up. Shannon Pas... Pas okay, okay. I'm sorry. Shannon Pasolacqua. You got it. Oh, my gosh. Pasolacqua. Okay, let me start it. Hi, I'm bringing in Shannon Pasolacqua. There you go. I've had the joy of knowing for about a year and a half and um, really appreciate her journey with grief. And so, Shannon, my dear, welcome. Thank you for having me, Therese. I'm delighted that you're here. So why don't you just start by telling us what you do and what you love about it? What I do. Um, I help women heal after they've had a miscarriage. Mm, wow. And yeah, after experiencing six miscarriages myself, I found, found myself wanting to help other women so that they didn't feel alone through that process. Yeah. And what I, I love about it. Yeah. Go on. No, no, go ahead. What do you love about it? Um, what I love about it is I've learned so much about mm. the grief process and the true importance of healing and mm. working through the emotions that you're going through at the time instead of putting them off till later. Right. So let's just start now. I, I just want to say, I don't want you listening to go, oh, I haven't had a miscarriage. I'm not going to listen anymore. Yeah. Right. We're not talking specifically about miscarriages. That's how grief showed up for Shannon. That's what. Right unfortunately made her an expert in grief, right? That was the yeah. door for her. For me, it was people dying. You know, I had different people dying. And so, so know that the universality is that we're all going to experience grief and loss. So keep listening. I don't want your ears to go, well, well, I don't have miscarriages. I have my babies or I didn't have children, but I don't, no, no, right. <laughs> stay tuned because we're going to walk through, I think was Shannon, like, what's your idea about why people are so uncomfortable talking with grief or be just being with grief? Like, what do you think goes on with that? I think a lot goes into it. Um, we, we don't like being uncomfortable. We yeah. live in a world right now where we have, everything has to look good and mm -hmm. we don't go through struggles and everything looks perfect on social media. I think it also comes down to um, our society. We don't talk a lot about um, healing. We don't talk about hard things. Right. Um, in school, we're taught so many different things, and yet 
none of us are taught about how to effectively heal through right. grief right. or hard times. And it's something we're all going to experience. Every single That's person right. in Absolutely. the world is yeah. going to have a grief, a time that they're going through grief. I would yeah. say most of the world right now is probably coming out of a grief stage. You know, after the pandemic, we were all grieving a life that we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just, we're not taught how to deal with that mm-hmm. in a productive way. That makes sense. And people are so uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I used to be a therapist, but it was, I did volunteer work back in like the nineties with people who had AIDS and their families. Wow. I worked with the dying, but, but more so I worked with the families and just me being me. And I don't know how I figured it out. But I would literally say, what was it like when she died? What was it like? Were you there? Did you get to say what you wanted? And I just asked some questions like I would just do about yeah. anything. And people would be like, oh, my God, like no, nobody, nobody's asking me about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Because I think right. there's, there's a lot of myth around like, well, if you talk about it, they'll be more upset. Or you know what I mean? It's like, I'll make it worse. I shouldn't ask them yes. about it. Or or the the famous like, oh, he's in a better place, platitude bullshit that goes along. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and so so why don't you start? Because I, I can't even imagine six miscarriage. I I just like I'm, I'm just goosebumpy with what that journey must have been like. So do you want to just share a little bit of the journey and kind of some points? how you coped, how you didn't cope, how people were just horrible. Cause I mean, not meaning to be horrible, but right. just like, yeah. Oh, but you'll have another child. She'll be fine. You know, that kind of stuff. So why don't you just go there? Yeah. Um, and it could, this could be a long story, but I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a son with no problems at all. Like got pregnant, easy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in between that son and our second son, we had four miscarriages and, um, yeah. And they were early miscarriages. So I heard a lot of, well, at least it was early or, you know, mm-hmm. you can try again, or at least you have another child, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, stay busy. The pain will go away, yeah. you know, or just don't worry. Time will take care of it, which all things that people hear when they're going through grief, right? right. The platitudes. Um, right? Yeah, exactly. And what I found was I had, I was teaching at the time and I had a teacher friend who came to me and said, I don't know what I'm supposed to say in this type of situation. So I Googled Mm. it. (laughs) Okay. Good for her. God bless her. Exactly. She cared enough and she Googled what to say to someone who had had a miscarriage. And she literally came to my classroom and said, I don't know what to say. So can you just talk to me and tell me what's going on? Oh, and it was that that was like, oh my God, I have someone who's going to listen. And she became my person. Like we would go on walks, we would go on runs. She would, I just told her everything and she just listened. Mm. And one of the most important things that I've learned, that I've learned through all of my research and all the women I've worked with is they just want to be seen and heard. Yeah. They want to talk about their loss Mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable to bring it up, right? As the other person, it's uncomfortable to bring it up or say someone's name that had died. And we want you to bring it up. We want to talk about it. Yes. Um, So after we had our second son, we had another miscarriage and that was at Mm -hmm. 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. And uh, that resulted in a DNC, which was 
very traumatizing for me. Yeah. And, um, and then after that I had another, our sixth miscarriage. And then we were, we were done with, with kids. Um, I didn't cope. I didn't know anything about healing. Yeah. I didn't know how to grieve. I hadn't been taught how to grieve. Right. Every time I got pregnant and lost the baby, I just kept trying to get pregnant again. Mm-hmm. I just kept moving on. Sure. Okay. Just, that's what we do, right? That's, right? that's our strategy, right? Exactly. So I just would move on and I just started pulling back mm-hmm. from my family my husband. I started pulling back from my friends. Mm. I wasn't showing up as my best self at work. I would come home from work, go to my room, pour a glass of wine and crawl in bed and cry. Wow. And it, sounds that, like, hold on. it sounds like you had to hide that though, right? Yes. That, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I had a son. Right. What's wrong with you? You had kids. You had a kid. Exactly. Come on. Right. Yeah. But I was also at home. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't cry in front of him. I couldn't let him know what was going on. And yeah, I couldn't cry at work. People couldn't know what was going on. So, um, yeah, I, I got into such a habit of doing that Mm -hmm. and becoming so anxious about pregnancies and about Mm -hmm. loss that I stopped being connected to everything and anything. And I lost connection with myself. I lost connection with mm. my friends and family. And wow. I taught myself to not feel joy. Because well, yeah, I was afraid if I experienced joy, it'd be ripped away from me again. Right, right. Wow. Now you're doing such a beautiful job illuminating. Because I think I think people go, oh yeah, somebody died. She was sad. But I love how you've broken it down in like the the, the slide into losing yourself. Yeah. I want to talk though about, you know, and I think it's different. Like, you know, I lost my dog recently and I can't compare a dog to a child. I lost my but, dog and it was horrifying. Yes, you, you know, you know. Um, yeah. And so, so people say, oh, you can get a new dog. Right. Or you can just try to have another baby or, you know, or, or the famous, okay. well, she was old. This was her time. You know, like people say yeah. all that stuff to, because they're uncomfortable usually. And right. they don't know, you know, there, nobody's an asshole around here. They're just right. like, I don't know what to do. Oh, she's in a better place. So you'll try again, you know, but talk about like, there's like a loneliness in it. Like I, I remember even with my dog, my boyfriend would be like, come on, it's been a month. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's been a month, but you don't understand. You don't have animals like I do. You know, so so talk about the the loneliness or like you said, I distance from my friends and my husband in particular in your case, like that's a consequence of grief that we don't factor in. So, so right. let's talk about that. Cause I think that affects people tremendously. Yeah, it's, it is. It's very lonely because you feel like you're the only person going through it. You feel like no one else has experienced this pain. No one's going to understand mm-hmm. if I talk about it, I'm going to be judged. And there's shame. Sadly, there's shame. And especially with miscarriages, there's a lot of shame involved and you feel like you're, you're blamed for it. Uh, You feel like I failed at the one thing I'm supposed to be able uh, to do. Oh my gosh, my gosh. Well, and then there's the, cause your body kind of did it. You know what I mean? Like it it was, I mean, I could see your body rejected it. So it's like, what's wrong with my body? So then you stop trusting your body. 
Oh, Shannon. Oof. I got this goosebumps. On like, that one. yeah. And you start hating your body. Yeah. And then there's just this loss of trust in your body. It is. I mean, it really just permeates so many aspects yeah. of your life. And again, it's not something that's talked about. It's not something that we, we discuss or teach about in schools. And so people don't know how to react yet. Everyone's been through right. some sort of grief. Right. And I found after my dog died, mm-hmm. what, two months ago, I found myself using all the tools that I was using yeah. with the women yes. that I work with. I was yeah. like, okay, I want to go crawl in bed and cry, mm-hmm. which you should yes. you absolutely should cry. Yeah. And you should do that for a little bit. But I also know I need to reach out mm-hmm. to people who are going to understand. Yeah. And after my dog died, I reached out to my two closest friends and mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, do you guys mind coming over? Good. Good. And they came over and they're like, let's have a dog funeral. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> they're going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Well, this is funny because I, I just interviewed a potential new guest. Her name is Jennifer Aruzio. And I said, well, what story do you want to share? She goes, well, about a month ago, my dog was killed. And I'd like to talk about that. I'm like, oh, God, we'll be crying. Oh, God. There will be tears. So look for Jennifer's episode at the end of the year. <laughs> but we're not going to, we'll, you know, so... That's the universal one where we can cry about the dog dying. Let's talk about though. I I feel like, so there's, there's estrangement from your relationships, if you will. There in in the case of a miscarriage, estrangement, hatred, distrust for your body. What about the spiritual piece? What about, and this is for anybody that grieves, how the heck could a loving God let this happen? So how did you reconcile? Because I know you're a deeply spiritual person, right? How did you reconcile that? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a hard one. And uh, yeah, I work with a lot of women who are very spiritual mm-hmm. and very religious, and they struggle with it. Yeah, for me, it literally took me until last year. So my last miscarriage was four years ago. Wow, it took me that long to to really realize that my body was doing what it was supposed to do. Mm. It was taking care of me. Right. 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 And you know, that sounds cliche of, wow, you know, this is, this is what's supposed to happen. But it really was taking Mm -hmm. care of me Mm -hmm. and I have to love my body for doing that. And it caused so much pain and anguish in my life, but it also led me down this road that I never would have taken. Right. Right, right, right. And that's that's where I have to look at the universe, God, whatever, and go, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to be. And it it took a lot of pain, but it it got me here. Mm-hmm. And now I get to help women mm-hmm. so that they are not feeling alone through the whole process. So you have reframed it. So I just want to like on the grief journey. So mm-hmm. I hope what you're hearing with Shannon, the story and my 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 supporting stories as well is it's not like, okay, you get a 30 day grief leave, bereavement leave, we're done. Like that's the thing. And I think in our society, we want to put things in little boxes. Well, it's been, it's been a year. My God, are you still, are you still crying about that stuff? Like, yeah. So so if you are going through a loss, you're not crazy. If at three years, you're still crying, 
you're not crazy if at times, you know, anniversaries, like the first birthday, the first, you know, when the baby should have been born for me, you know, I only have one dog now, you know, it's just like many, many many things. You're not crazy. So I just want to normalize. This is deep, deep, deep stuff. This is heavy, long-term. Like I say, you kind of got to bow to the altar at this stuff because it is, it is life-changing, impactfully big stuff. Do you want to say anything about that? Yeah, it's it's interesting because I was a psychology major. Um, so I know a lot about what the DSM tells us. And it tells you you're supposed supposed to be over grief in two months. <laughs> I bet that was a man that wrote that, right? right? That had to be a man. I'm sorry, I'm not male bashing, but there's like, okay, be but, done with it. Let's fix yeah, those feelings. Get on. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. Um, and that's not how it works. No, 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 no. There are triggers or things out there that are, I can still tell my story and cry. Yeah. And that's not because, you know, I'm, I'm holding on to it. It's because I loved the the babies that were inside of me Yeah, and I, I deeply felt. And so I still deeply feel. I do find it weird because people say like, well, it's been a year you know, like you're so exactly. there's these weird anniversaries. Yes. yes. Yeah. Crazy. But I would also say you go through that first year going, okay, if I just get through this, if I just get through this and it's mm-hmm. going to be over mm-hmm. once I get through this and then you get to that year mark. And afterwards you're like, well, now the real grieving starts. 100%. 100%. That's what I found too. Yeah. Because now is when I really have to do the work. Yeah. And no, oh, go, go ahead. And go ahead. I had a brain fart. I can't remember. (laughs) Well, then I'll just jump in. (laughs) You know, um, I've had a lot of losses and one of the most traumatic ones was my kid's dad died suddenly. And that just like tipped the world and everything. And, and I know the difference because I've had the, you know, somebody has a cancer and you have a year to walk through that journey and you get to say everything versus boom, they just don't wake up or they, they die suddenly. Because what happens then, if you're in that state, you have a whole year where your system is just shocked. You can't believe it. Like literally yes. like this can't happen. Like this shock that like when Finley got yeah. killed, because she got killed, she got hit by a car. It was the same yeah. thing. It was the shock. So that overlays, you know, that, so it, it ex- extends it. And if you don't grieve, because I also had, when my dad died, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, no, I'm fine. No, are you okay? Do you want to talk about it? You know, and it bit me in the ass, basically. If you don't deal yeah. with it, well, let's talk about, unprocessed or unexpressed grief. Like if you don't lean in, if you don't allow the feelings, take the time you need, what do you think happens to people? What have you seen? (laughs) Well, I know from experience, uh, what happens is it causes anxiety. Mm -hmm. It causes depression. It causes, and it could be like a low grade depression, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you don't realize like, well, I'm not super depressed. I'm just, it's just the yeah, right. I'm just going through the motions. Um, for me, it showed up as anxiety. For a lot of people, it shows up as anxiety. It also shows up as um, cancer, uh, disease, right, right. Um, issues with their, you know, um, with their like eating and you know what they can process. It just it shows up in so many mm-hmm. different ways. Mm-hmm. Years down the road, yes, and you don't realize why you're experiencing these things because you don't relate it to that. So when you don't deal with it at the time, 
it shows up later and you're like, why, how why weird. Do I have anxiety? Yeah. Right. Why is showing up. Yes. And that's, I was, I was on a walk with a friend and she is a therapist and she was asking me questions about my miscarriages and I was, I couldn't answer them. I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember. Isn't that weird that I don't remember? And she goes, no, Shannon, that's called a trauma response. Yes. And I was like, holy shit. I never dealt with any of this. Right. And I, that's when all my research started and that's yeah, when my coaching yeah. started and I learned how to, to help myself and other women because it's hard to deal with at the time, right? We all, we don't want to go through that pain. It is hard, mm-hmm. but it's harder to deal with the effects later. And I like how you said earlier, I capped my joy. So I'm, I'm if you're watching me in video, see what happens is if you feel if like, I don't want to feel pain. Then it's like, oh, okay, but then you don't get to feel joy. Like you can't just top, you know, cap one end and expect it yes. all. So, so you don't get the full range. So yes. this is my invitation. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Be willing yes. to be in the moments of like, holy shit, this is taken to my knees. And the emotions never killed anybody. Like un- expressed emotions. Obviously, we have we have the epidemic mm-hmm. of suicide because often those are unexpressed emotions. Unexpressed. Right, drugs and alcohol. Right, but if you have a safe person where you can just like, I, I, I don't feel. I feel like I can't go on now. I, you know, or I feel so lost, or I'm so mad this happened, or how am I going to, you know, like if you can express that, then it gets to move through you faster. So yeah, like the only yeah. way around is through. You really, there's no other way. And it's true, and you hear people say that all the time, but it it, it is reality. And yeah, yeah. I and I, I want to say like. It wasn't that I never experienced joy. It just, I wasn't experiencing consistent joy. Mm -hmm. You know, I had happy days. I had, you know, times with my kids where I I was happy, but it just dawned on me one day where I was like, I am not experiencing joy. And what I had to do because I had trained my brain through neuroplasticity, Mm -hmm. I had trained my brain to be anxious and to not connect Mm -hmm. and to not celebrate. I had to retrain my brain to be happy. And so I actually schedule joy. Nice. And you were such a joyful, like, I know you, the after you, I know the, the the recovered you. And and you absolutely are joy. You just bring joy. I want to talk about before we wrap up, I called it the the gifts of grief, because on one Mm -hmm. hand, for many of us, this can be the most catastrophic. You know, when, when we lost the boy's dad, it literally just tore our lives apart. Yeah. And now these years later, we can say that was a blessing because he died. This happened, this happened, this happened. And I'm different and the boys are different. You know what I mean? And so I don't know that you can, you know, if somebody drops dead on Thursday, I don't think on Friday, you can find the gifts (laughs) of grief, right? You got to do the work. You got to process and and heal from the trauma. But let's talk about, How in the world do you, because you freaking lost six babies. And yet you said, wow, I was gifted with that. That didn't happen to me. It happened for me and the women I'm blessed to work with. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a cool, cool thing to to implant in our listeners' minds that you can find the gift. So what do you want to say about that? Yeah, it's the blessing that came from it was, I was a teacher. I told you I was a special ed teacher and it was it was a hard 
a very hard <laughs> job. <laughs> and I was no longer finding fulfillment in that job. Mm-hmm. However, I was too scared to leave the job mm-hmm. because what else was I as a teacher? Um, and the miscarriages mm-hmm. for me brought about, okay, personal development, personal growth. I'm going to learn to become a better person. And then that got me into coaching. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had a coach. And then I became a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and my whole goal was to just, I just wanted to help other women. Yeah. And that led me into, okay, well, I'm going to quit my job. Wow. Like I was, when I was teaching before, before and after work, I was crying every day before teaching. Wow. It was oh, very man. stressful. Yeah. And, and cause I knew I wasn't on the right path. Right. 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 And this put me like, after the fifth miscarriage, the, the one that resulted in a DNC, I just remember thinking to myself, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. There's got to be a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to take something from this. I'm supposed to learn something from this. And for me, it meant leaving my job and finding a way to be happy and helping other women and just coming from a place of love and compassion and, yeah. and just creating a safe place for women to go to and have someone to turn to when they're going through this grief. Mm, That's a beautiful way to wrap this up. That's a wonderful story. So, so if folks want to find, again, not everybody's going to have had miscarriages, but everybody knows somebody that's had a miscarriage, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know you've got some really cool resources. So why don't you share what you have for people? Yeah. um, I created an app. It's called miscarriage warrior. Mm-hmm. And it is for any woman who has had a miscarriage um, and it provides a place for them, a safe place to come and talk about what they've been through. Um, just kind of grieve, be angry, be sad, cry. Nice. Um, and then it also provides tools for women to, to learn how to grieve effectively, learn how to heal effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a pl- cool place for women to support each other as well. So, and it's free, right? Free app. It is free. It's a free app. Miscarriage Warriors on the app store, wherever you get your apps, right? Okay. Yes. It's all over. It's all over the place. Um, Just kind of tune into your, your wisdom, the place where you get your answers. Is there anything else that is on your heart to share that you want to just, before we leave, anything else you want to say? Yeah. If you, if you know someone who's going through grief, don't judge them. I think Beautiful. we as a society need to love and support each other and just be, be there for them. You know, there's, there's a lot of mental health going on and, you know, it's something that we need to really focus on. I think a lot of our social, emotional, and mental health goes back to learning how to heal effectively Beautiful. and don't judge them. Just sit and yeah. be like what my friend did and just say, exactly. I don't know what I'm supposed to say, exactly. but I am here for you. That just that, because the reason we get so uncomfortable is because we think we have to solve it, make yes. it better. And in this, you can't. Right. And so, you know, my, my son, a couple of years ago, had a friend of his that unfortunately overdosed and I brought the boys to the funeral and they were really anxious. They were like 14 yeah. or what? No, no, gosh, they were 18, I guess. And they were like, 
what do we say to Ian's mom? And I mm-hmm. said, you say, we don't know what to say to you. Yes. And, and they did. And they, she said, tell me some stories. And it was oh. so beautiful. I was so proud of the boys. Like they went up and I, and, cause they were like, we don't know what to do. I said, that's okay. Say that. And yes. so that's how you be with a grieving person. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't know what you need. I don't know how I can help. Yeah. And that, that's, that's it, it. Because that's every it. person right. just wants to know someone's there. Yes. 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 Cause everybody's like, okay, the casseroles are already done. You know, the lawn's mowed. I don't need the house clean. I've gotten enough massages. But my gosh, I sure would like to tell the stories again. You know what I mean? So, so if you find it, so there's either the you're grieving and this is how to process it, or you're with grieving people, lean in because yeah. it's, you know, that first 30 days after the funeral or after the loss, everybody's there and then it gets real lonely. Yes. And so don't be afraid to circle back. I'm just thinking of you. I'm here for you, you know, just whatever it is. But let's yeah, and if this, like, let's lean into the conversation instead of shy away from it or say stupid stuff that's going to be offensive accidentally. You know, when right when, when my kid's dad died and people would say he's in a better place, I literally wanted to shoot him in the head. Yeah, and, but, I mean, like, I would want uh, I want him here. I don't care if exactly. he's in a better place. My <laughs> kids need their dad. They're seventeen yeah. and twenty-one. Shut up. And and again, right. that's just people not they're in their world do that, you know, maybe heaven is a better place. But for, for me in that moment, it felt so disrespectful and so yeah. harmful to like, you don't even know what I'm dealing with, with these boys now. Right. And so 100%. you don't want to say stupid stuff. You want to just, right. but if you don't know what to say, just say, what can I say right now? What do you yeah. know? And if you are the person who's experiencing the grief, yeah, find, find someone Yes. Find someone yes. that you can talk yes. to. And yes. if you feel uh, in the case of a miscarriage, if you feel you don't have anyone because mm-hmm. you don't want to be judged, mm-hmm. write about it in a journal, mm-hmm. get it out or come to me. That's what I'm here for. Shannon Pasquala. Is that I get it right? Pasalacqua. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> ah, see, I just, I was so in the moment of the grief that I, that I'm like, <laughs> Copped your name up again, okay. again. I can't even spell it yet. So yes. Shannon P. Shannon P. All right, love. This exactly. has been this has been delightful. And thanks for getting real. Like these conversations are designed to change the narrative, to 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 normalize what people don't speak about, to bring to the light the things that people are afraid of. And so, thank you for being a miscarriage warrior and a, and a way shower for so many people. Thank you, and thanks for doing this. Alrighty. Also find her on Instagram and we'll post, we'll put all her contact information in the, yes. in the show notes. Right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Peace yes. and blessings. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. Hey, this is Teresa. And I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the fiercely brilliant podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place. If you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.